Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a very special guest on the DriveHubler.com hotline. We haven't had a good old-fashioned breakdown in a long time, so let's get Naptown Bry, Brian Baker, in the mix. Mr. Baker, it's been a bit. How are you? I'm great, man. I thought I had been shadow banned from the radio station. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> I know you're a big part of uh, what we do here at the Hammer and Nigel Show with your work on AI. And we'll talk about that here in just a moment. But one of the big headlines, and it's been a crazy news day here in Indy today, Brian. But one of the big yeah. national stories is the Supreme Court rejecting affirmative action at colleges calling it unconstitutional. And of course, Joe Biden's panties are melting. Obama's going to Twitter. What do you think? Well, you know, there are a couple of different ways to look at this, guys. I mean, this particular policy, I think the Supreme Court ruled in 2003 that colleges could consider race as uh, as one of the criteria when they're considering whether or not to admit a student into the university. Um, But you know, as usual with the press, they're making a big deal out of this thing. But really, all this says is that the administration, the the college uh, folks that are making the big decisions here, they can't just automatically give you points because you're black or you're a minority of, of some other sort. They can, however, still consider whether you suffered uh, under under racism, you had to overcome racism and, and challenges and discrimination, and you still managed to thrive and push through and reach your goals. That can be considered when they're trying to make a determination on whether or not to allow you to attend university. And, uh, you know, from my perspective, isn't that a good thing? Isn't that progress? Isn't that truly uh, not only equality, but judging someone based on uh, their performance as an individual? And, you know, if it's not, I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways to look at this. You need to say, okay, uh, affirmative action has been a really uh, effective policy since really it first came into play in the, in the 1960s. And if that's the case, well, then all of the uh, the blowback that we hear about how uh, America's so racist and there's still such problems with discrimination, uh, that all goes away, right? We've got a, a, a just an amazingly successful program. But if that's not the case, then we've had 70, what, 60, 70 years of uh, testing with this, uh, this policy to see whether or not affirmative action is good for America and whether it makes any kind of a tangible difference for minorities. And if the case is no, it, it has done that, then wouldn't you think maybe it's time to retire that policy and maybe come up with something that might be a little bit more effective? Which is it? You know, one of the things that Joe Biden uh, talked about during his little speech today on the Supreme Court and their ruling was that, look, you guys got it all wrong. Affirmative action isn't someone of lesser quality or uh, lesser education. <laughs> he was like, it's someone that's lesser qualified to taking a slot. We get them all in a pool. They're all qualified through testing and other means. And then... Then we consider racism. Then we, can, <laughs> then we consider. Then we consider the race. So he, his point, his point was was still so off kilter. It's like no, nobody that's not qualified is taking the spot of somebody that's qualified. All of these people are qualified. We get them into a room, and then we consider race. And then we pick by race. 
<laughs> I know it's it's become such a clown show. And it guys, wasn't in Harvard, say, by the way. It's it was the Asian Americans that were getting the shaft. It's not it wasn't white what? people, white conservatives here. It's the Asian Americans that were that were affected negatively by this. Yeah, and you know, I got a friend. Um, you know, my adopted sister in California. She's a Princeton grad, uh, and also a very strong Reagan constitutional conservative. And she grew up in extreme poverty under really hard circumstances. But one thing that her mother was really adamant about is just, you know, you're going to study. You're going to just study your butt off. You're going to you're going to read. You're going to learn. You're going to push yourself as hard as you possibly can. And when they showed up, and she had all these high marks from uh, from high school, and had participated in all these extracurricular activities had done a lot in the local community they looked at all of that and even though she had basically no money whatsoever they looked at what she managed to achieve despite all the obstacles that she had to overcome and they found a way for her to be able to go to princeton and in fact she graduated without owing them any money so these colleges especially the elite universities they have programs and they have means of helping people if they really have earned the right to have that assistance but you can't just blanket give things away if we've learned anything in the united states that just giving people things without any kind of strings attached is never good for the individual nor is it good for society brian baker joining us here for the breakdown before we get into the uh bidenomics brian how are you i saw some pictures you posted on your social media yesterday <laughs> oh, man, yeah you got into a little nasty car accident are you all good I'm good. Isn't it amazing how much a head wound can bleed? Yeah, that was that was that was gnarly. Wow, there was blood on your headrest there. It looked like something out of Goodfellas. <laughs> it was it was really scary, guys. My uh, my daughter, myself, uh, my mom, and my dad. We were we were at the Fort Wayne Zoo for the day. You know, having a nice relaxing afternoon. And then we're driving back, and my father had a little medical emergency. Next thing you know, we are. Uh, a, Pulling a, a minor Dukes of Hazard, flying off the road. We're taking down trees. Took out a bench. Oh my my poor father had a had a, a major uh, uh, head wound, and so they had to send out ambulances. My mother broke her sternum. I will say, however, that in that process, because I, I have not necessarily had the best experiences at hospitals, but we went to Parkview Hospital in Fort Wayne. Oh my gosh, they are incredible. They are so good at what they do, and awesome. are so professional and competent. And I, you know, and and it, it doesn't hurt that the nurses are all extremely hot. But, uh, <laughs> if I lived in Fort Wayne, I'd be looking, I'd be trying to find excuses to go to the hospital. I'd be wrecking my car all the time. But, you know, my father and uh, Joe Biden actually have something in common, which is that my father is 80 years old. Now, uh, you know, my father, most people think he's in his late 60s because he is so sharp and he looks like a younger man as well. Wow. I've watched Joe Biden and I've seen the man just attempt to walk, let alone try to drive a car. And I was thinking about this the other day because my daughter was in the vehicle with us, thank God, unharmed. But I thought, you know, Joe Biden's the same age. Would I allow Joe Biden uh, to participate in uh, as, a, as a driver in the, the carpool for my kid at school? Probably not. You know, no. I, I mean, I don't think I feel real comfortable with that. I think there's a high degree of possibility that he would get into a horrible accident and perhaps my daughter would lose her life. And I think most Americans, regardless of whether or not they voted for him, we know he's got cognitive issues. They probably would not really feel comfortable with Biden doing that. So why 
are we allowing him to run the country? Doesn't that seem like maybe that might be a little bit, uh, you know, more consequential than just one person, one life? I think maybe folks need to reconsider before they uh, decide they're they're going to uh, hold their nose and vote for Biden. Because now, Brian, Brian, hold on, hold on. Corrine Jean Pierre uh, says Americans feel better about their personal finances <laughs> under Biden's policies. Come on now, Brian. Oh my God. You know. Uh, this administration, guys, they are good at one thing and one thing only, and that is gaslighting the American people. I have never seen it like I have under the Biden administration. It is insane to me, the statements that they make. But like all politicians, you know, they throw these things out. They got their talking points and people just gobble it up because for some reason or another, we have such a small percentage of people, regardless of age, who actually care about facts, actually care about solutions to problems. They just want their guy to win. And they think all all uh, Republicans are, are bad, and, uh, and Democrats, they've got all the good ideas, or vice versa. And my gosh, you would think after all of the failed policies that we have had for decades and the condition that we find ourselves in now as a country, which is the result of failed policies on both sides of the political aisles, you would think that people would actually wake up and uh, you know maybe have a come-to-Jesus moment, but that doesn't seem to be happening. So what I'm hearing from you now, correct me if I'm wrong, you're not a fan of Bidenomics, is that correct? <laughs> you know, and, yeah, I, Bidenomics. By the way, for his strategists, who made him uh, who came up with the idea that for his re-election campaign, with his approval numbers where they are, that they should lead with their biggest failure? Oh, I, I know. Both sides of the aisle, they universally agree he sucks on it. The thing about talking with about the economy, though, and you know, Biden had his big Bidenomics speech, which was essentially, I guess, supposed to be, I don't know, a, 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 it's supposed to be, what, the, the opposite or uh, the, the complete reversal of, of Reaganomics, because Democrats just love to go after Ronald Reagan and trickle-down economics. But guys, here are some actual facts that people can look up, and they don't lack any context whatsoever, which is always what happens with Biden's uh, people when they throw out their economic numbers. Trickle-down economics, that approach helps create 20 million new jobs and increased middle-class income by 11% in the 1980s. So it was by far, it was far from being a failure. The other thing that happened under Reagan, he came in after Carter, and they were dealing with just astronomical inflation. It went from 13.5% in 1980 to 4.1% by 1988, and unemployment fell from 7.6% to 5.5%, and real gross national product rose 26%. So tell me again how trickle economics, trickle-down economics was a failure. Well, Mr. Baker, you were kind enough to send us a message from a world renowned economists and TV personality, Ben Stein. Oh, wow. We've got AI Ben Stein standing by to talk a little bit about Bidenomics. In 2023, the Biden administration made an attempt to raise Joe Biden's approval numbers by touting the supposed benefits of a disastrous economic policy called anyone? Anyone? Bidenomics. Did it work? Anyone? Anyone know the effects? Anyone? Anyone? It's good to hear from AI Ben Stein, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Baker. Question, too. Well done, sir. Uh, If anybody wants to continue this conversation, how do they find you? Uh, they can follow me on Twitter at Naptown Bride. But let me also remind you guys that you don't have to be an economic genius or an egghead in order to understand what's going on here or to really look at whether Bidenomics was a success. 
Take a look at the price of utilities, food, gas prices, interest rates, house prices, health care. Look at all of that and say, is this more or less affordable under Biden than it was under Trump? Is my life easier now than it was before Joe Biden took office? That should pretty much make it clear to you whether Bidenomics has been a rip-roaring <laughs> success or a disastrous failure. Brian Baker, you're the best. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.